Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. It's a beautiful morning. Before we begin, <clears throat> let's take a moment to arrive. So wherever you are, just settle down, pull your spine straight, open your shoulders. Lighten your mind, close your eyes, invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles, neck, Shoulders, spine, soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Holding the image of sand settling in a glass of water, just let all the restlessness Settle down. Bring your attention to your breath. Breath is flowing in and flowing out effortlessly. Imagine the breath rising from the navel towards your heart as you breathe in. And attention going back to the navel as you breathe out. As the next breath rises, beautiful lotus in your heart unfolds. and closes as the breath goes out. Holding the image of opening of the heart lotus with the in-breath and closing of it with the out-breath. We take a couple of nice breaths.
Let's pause our breath wherever it is for a moment. Just pause it. Bring your attention to that little stress that develops as you pause the breath. Can you relax it? Release the breath. And pause it again. And try to relax into that stress. Release it again. And pause the breath again. With a paused breath, think about your eyes being absolutely still. Release. And pausing it again, thinking of the stillness of your eyes and stillness of the mind in the center of the forehead. Stillness of the body, stillness of the breath, stillness of the eyes, stillness of the mind. Let the breath flow in and flow out as your mind rests in the center of the forehead. Thank you for taking this time. Gently open your eyes. Looking at who is present here, most of you have heard the word Guru. Last week I was talking about our tradition, our path, is the path of devotion to the Guru. We're upside down. 
guru really means that which is higher your own higher self the best you can be just holding the thought the best you can be the highest you can be and keeping your attention on that well we cannot keep our attention on that all the time because we have this body and test all the sense organs and their hunger their need and the mind our ego our likes and dislikes and all this we have and then we have the highest the best we can be we all know what is the highest and the best we can be could mean that means i am established in unconditional love kindness forgiveness acceptance when we are established in that then really there is no problem because most of the problems are created by ourselves our likes and dislikes or needs of our sensory organs and their hunger not being satisfied or our ego our ego not feeling satisfied so because of that we create our story i'm sure most of you have heard that whatever i see whatever i identify with it's all my creation it's all my creation the day i close my eyes and take the last breath the creation ceases to exist for me so the world that i live in that i identify with that i struggle with that i am challenged with is my own creation and if i feel trapped i feel sad or angry or frustrated or identify as a victim it's all my creation because wherever my mind is that is my reality we do have a choice the moment we identify with the guru guru self the higher self and look at it look at my own creation i do have a choice yes our senses will cry out loud our mind our ego will cry out loud but if i really come and look at 
my own creation, from my guru self, all these things lose their hold on me. In our spiritual practice, we try to identify with our guru self. Well, it's hard to stay connected with that guru self all the time. So over time, looking at our human conditioning, this guru-based tradition has come into existence. We establish the seat of the guru somewhere outside of us. It's easier to establish in a person and also very hard. Imagine you establish the, the seat of the guru self into a person and say, guru devotion, devote to the guru. The devotion that we need to establish with our own higher self is placed into some other person. The ingredients of guru devotion or any devotion, the ingredient of the devotion is love, respect, trust. I'm looking at my own relationship with my own guru. When I met my guru, or somebody you love and respect, you want to please them. That's a very common human that you want to please them. That may my guru be pleased with me. You don't want to fall in their eyes. You seek their approval. And in order to find that, you try to be your best. I was living with Baba. There were my other tendencies would come up. My undisciplined mind will say, oh, that will make me feel good. But because of my love for my guru in a person, I would say, if I did this, Baba will, how could I look in his eyes and knowingly that this is not the best, the highest choice I could make. So there was a little trace of fear also, fear of losing that um, So that's how it helps, having placed the trust in a person that I can love and respect and living with this idea that someday I will have to face the guru and look in his or her eyes and then how would that come up? It's a very simple human 
psychology. Not that I know about psychology, but that's the way I feel. It works. That being accountable to someone, that you have established a love and trust relationship with. And once getting a taste of that, the hope is the that I begin to see that in myself, the Guru Self. We practice it by placing it outside of us, but the hope is that ultimately it will come back to me to the connection of my own Guru Self. Baba used to say, Oh friend, fear only yourself, don't fear anybody else. Fear yourself. It, fearing yourself means that sometimes we become very clever and we talk ourselves into some things and we know there is a higher way to be, but we go on indulging in it. But the truth is, a part of me is seeing it. That's the Guru Self. Guru Self is always there, who also knows, yes, I can do better. And this is the struggle of human being. We know. what's the best way to be. But we keep making choices sometimes based on our hunger of our ego or hunger of our senses. And we keep talking ourselves into it. And we find justification through any way we can find. The choice is with us, whether I want to live with my Guru Self or my Lagu Self. Lagu means small and Guru means bigger. So there is a word in Sanskrit, in Hindi, Guru and Lagu. Lagu means small self. This path of guru devotion is, I just wanted to clarify this, that I'm not devoting to a person. My guru devotion means I'm devoted to my higher self, the best I can be, the highest I can be. It's the same word. God Guru are synonym. God also means that which is the best, the highest. Guru self, God self, divine self is always there in the background. Like the analogy I give sometimes that you have heard, 
the mind's tendency is it attaches itself to things that are moving. That's the nature of the mind. It's never still. You're laying on your back looking at the sky. You're lost in the vastness of the sky. All of a sudden a little plane appears. Your mind goes to the plane and begins to track the plane. You have totally forgotten about the vast expanse of the sky. Silence is always there. Sound appears. Mind goes to the sound. You have totally forgotten about the sky, the silence. One sound comes, maybe there is a little silence. Second sound comes, maybe a whole bunch of sounds come. Mind is there. Silence is behind there, but our mind never goes to that. You're reading a book, newspaper, reacting to the letters and the story and the images. How often do we really think about the blank sheet of paper that's always there? Unchanging, unblemished in its wholeness. Sky doesn't change. Silence doesn't change. The paper doesn't change. It's on the surface. Same way, there is a part of our life that's always there in its wholeness, in its purity. That is the good So whenever we are caught up in this world that we have created, our story, our drama, our struggle, our challenges, our aspirations, our success, our failures, all this that we have created, that we identify with, we do have a choice to just stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, even pause the breath and then release again and pause. And connect with that which is always there, unchanging, unblemished in its totality. And this is the spiritual practice, really. Nothing more. Spiritual practice is any attempt we make to connect with that which is higher, which is ever-present, unchanging in its wholeness. And you don't have to look holy and join something or be a part of something. You could do it on your own, laying in your bed, no matter what's going on in your mind. Just pass the breath. The moment you pause the breath, your mind, wherever it is, whatever it has latched on to, comes back home to check if everything is fine. 
as your mind returns to the self, you know its nature is to attach things to that's moving, then attach it to the breath coming in and the breath going out. Just let the mind be with the breath. Come back to the self, be with the self, and direct it towards that which is unchanging, unblemished, eternally whole. Please know, what we have created, we do have a choice to uncreate it and create something different. We have that choice. Mind will say, yes, but, yes, but, and all our wishes and desires and hungers and this and that will come. But we also have a choice to stop that and distance ourselves from it and point it towards that which is higher. This is what guru devotion really means. I'm devoted to the, be <coughs> to the best, to the highest I could be. And any moment, I just when I close my eyes and just look at this, and there was nothing like I was in the company of my guru and I was blissed out. No, that was not the case. There was constant awareness of living. in the presence of someone who I respected with my heart. In the beginning, I didn't want to displease Baba. And that just that little thing kept me on my toes. And the day we can be on, my, on our toes in our own presence, that's a great step forward. Otherwise, you know, we try to solve our problems and this problem and that problem. One problem is solved, the next one springs up and you solve that one, next one springs up and the whole life is spent just like that. The day I can say to myself, I'm really going to spend my time in the guru devotion and that devotion to my own higher self, the best self. Then I go out seeking company of those who can remind me of that, be that a book or scripture or the satsang. <clears throat> it's helpful.
Anyway, I just wanted to greet you and remind you of this little thing, what we are, what we do, what is my connection with my guru self, do I ever really stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, disconnect from the story that I create or the story that I am creating or the story that I am dreaming of, can I stop, take a step back and direct the mind towards what we really, truly, we came here to do. We came here to realize, realize the self, that we are the divine being. We are not separate from the divinity. We are not separate from our guru self. Yes, I can be human, enjoy, but if that enjoyment is turning into suffering, then I have to just stop. Just stop. Remember, please, it's the same word in Hindi for pleasure and suffering. Bhog. B-H-O-G. Bhog. Bhog means enjoyment, pleasure, enjoying, but if that enjoyment turns into indulgence, then it becomes suffering. So we enjoy, but then stop, take a step back, take a deep breath. Having our vision high, vision on the Guru Self, we can be there just because I'm thinking and I can be there. Step by step, one step every day. Sometimes we are caught up in some drama. Just stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, disconnect, have a little space. The mind will come back. But creating these little spaces, taking little small steps in that direction is helpful. And every day you sit down to meditate. Look at that. Why are you sitting down? Just tell yourself beforehand, I'm sitting down to identify with my guru self, with my divine self. The moment even you think about identifying with that part of the self, actually you can feel it. All the drama that you have created kind of just gets away. Because you are looking at your true self, your real identity, not the identity that the mind and senses have created. So having little breaks, having little spaces is very helpful. And this is what we do every Sunday. Sometimes you may say, Babaji said the same thing last week. Yes, Babaji will keep saying the same thing every week. Because this is what is important. Sometimes I think that, oh, maybe I should make it a little more lively and tell more stories and sing songs and entertain you, but not really. When I sit down, whatever needs to be said that just comes out. I don't think all these things. 
in advance. Today I sat down to say something and Dadu has fried up some chili in here and got in my throat. So what can I say? <laughs> Thank you all for listening, for your presence here. And uh, it's a beautiful day at Upasana. Deborah, I see you there. Say hi. You were just here. I was just there, Baba, and I'm here in Utah with Meg, and we are enjoying being with you this morning. We miss we miss you in Upasana. We miss you here. After you were here for all, almost two months, your energy is everywhere. <laughs> yes, even the dogs are missing you. Dadu miss is missing you. <laughs> and I miss Dadu, and I miss Dadu's cooking. <laughs> Well, everybody's coughing here. I don't know what he has tried. <laughs> and uh, please um, think about when Navratri is coming. Look at when the Navratri date is and try to make something a little special for yourself. And we'll connect again. Thank you very much. Um, Amy, you can open up the chat room so people could say hi to each other. I'm just going through the pages and seeing everybody <clears throat> sending you my love and blessings and greetings. Okay, Baba. Again. Thank you.